You are listening to The Rejection Diaries. My name is Stuart White, struggling writer, biology teacher and dad of two. This is a podcast that has been started to explore and share the journey of an unpublished writer from the raw beginnings as a fledgling novelist to the point of sending two and being rejected by agents. I'll discuss the delirious highs and the crushing lows of this roller coaster journey and give personal experience and anecdotes from my decade of writing and having my work rejected. This will be an honest account with very little censored and I hope that you'll be able to relate to much of it and that in turn it will bring you some comfort that you're not alone in this struggle. We write because we love it. We put ourselves out there because we are brave. Rejection is tough but not writing and sending out our work is tougher. So let us begin. Hello and welcome to episode three of the Rejection Diaries. My name is Stuart White. Today we're going to be talking about motivation and what motivates us to to be writers, what motivates us to produce work that we want to send out there, and what motivates us to then continue to do that again and again and again, even when we're faced with rejection at almost every turn. And for some of us, it's it's more frequent than for, for others. So we're going to discuss motivation, what motivates us to write, what motivates us to send our work out, etc. But before we can do that, we need to get a better understanding of what motivation is. Um, And as a scientist, a biologist, um, behavioural psychology and so on is is something that is very interesting to me. Um, And so I did a bit of research into motivation. And Motivation is a little bit like conflict and we, we talk a lot about conflict in, with regard to characters and our stories, but we also face a lot of conflict in our own lives as writers. Um, the conflict between, is this any good and should I send it out? Or I think it's quite good, but I don't want to send it out. Or I want to send it out, but it's not ready yet. Oh, and there's so much more um, besides. And conflict is is the the heart of of every dilemma. Um, and motivation is is similar in in that regard. Um, motivation can be internal and external, much like conflict can. Um, we all act based upon our most primal. Um, motivations at times, and that can be for things like hunger, for happiness, for warmth, for s- some sort of satisfaction with our, with our lives and the things that we do every day. So we've got those primal motivations, but we've also got those higher motivations, those things that are more subconscious and uh, thought about and um, aspirational. So things like wanting to be published, that is very much a higher motivation as opposed to a primal one which is more the primal one might be the more that I have to write or it will have a negative impact upon my mental health. That is hugely primal. Whereas yeah, getting um, a, a book published or signing with an agent or whatever it is you want to achieve with your career is probably more of a higher motivation. 
Um, and, and distinguishing between those two is important because um, often we don't. Often when we sit down to write, we think, I, I have to write because I want to get my work published one day. And there's a disconnect there when we do that because the the primal motivation has to be the thing that, that causes us to do it as a habitual thing every day. Um, and I, I think that's that's something we'll discuss today, obviously, but that's something that at times I'm missing. I, I think too too much in terms of my higher motivations and not enough in terms of my primal ones. And, and satisfying uh, your inner writer, that primal urge to, to tell stories, to to sit down and, and type, regardless of the, the outcomes, regardless of the higher motivations and what else you, you want and desire, is an important thing to distinguish and recognise within yourself. And it's probably something that we've not always necessarily thought about. Um, and it's not something I've, I've certainly always thought about as a writer. A classic definition, I guess, of, of, of both of these categories um, that make up motivation. We've got the intrinsic motivation, which comes obviously from within our internal desires. We, we, in, we motivate ourselves based upon what we want most deeply within us. And that is um, potentially the, the far stronger and longer lasting of the, the two motivations. On the other hand, we have extrinsic motivation. So that's the, the motivation that has been um, driven by external desires. So that's things like the higher motivations that we talked about earlier on, the book deal, the agent, um, the the interviews um, as a published author, the school visits, um, everything that comes with the, the author lifestyle that perhaps as an unpublished author, you look upon with a little bit of envy and, and you hope that one day you'll get there. Those are all very extrinsic, higher motivations. And they're motivated by external desires, which are understandable, but they're not the kind of uh, motivations that are going to get you to sit down at your keyboard every day to punch those keys and to finish that story. Or for a lot of people, they're not the ones that will do that. I actually think, if I'm being honest, I am quite an externally motivated person. I have my own internal desires and internal intrinsic motivation um, in terms of writing. I, I do enjoy it. I love telling stories. But the external stuff, I think especially the longer I've written, has really wormed its way into my psyche and mentality and therefore has had an impact on my motivation overall. I certainly know as a, uh, an earlier writer, I was far more prolific. I was more habitual. I would sit down and write every night because I loved it. I'd write 2,000 words a night between around about 8 and 10 at night just because I loved it. I loved doing it. It was a nice part of my routine. And and things have changed over the last few years because oh, I've, I've gained, obviously, a greater understanding of, of, of the whole industry and, and the, the author life through seeing a lot of my close friends take that step and, and, and go through um, the various stages that they have. And I wonder if, if that's blurried my motivation a little bit. And that blurry motivation um, hasn't been necessarily good for my productivity and for my enjoyment and satisfaction um, as a writer. And that's because I'm probably not meeting those intrinsic internal motivations and desires and things which are primal and, and, and keep me happy and content 
Um, being a content writer is one who's probably more likely to be productive and sit down and write their stories than one who is continually conflicted and thinking too much about the other type of motivation. And some of the qualities, when I was doing my, my research in motivation, some of the qualities um, and theories and specific types of motivation that are associated with both the internal and external uh, branches are to do with, so for example, the internal one. Um, I know that certainly a few years ago, I was very focused upon these things and it was, it's things like um, the competence of craft, learning and developing craft, um, your attitude towards your writing, that's how you, how you prioritize it, when you're going to do it, you know, making sure it's in the diary so that uh, it's not something that you push to the side so that you can, uh, I don't know, clean out the spare room or, you know, go and, and uh, do the dishes or, you know, do anything, or go for a walk, do anything but the actual writing that you should be doing. Um, achievement is also linked to those internal goals. So setting uh, internal motivation. So setting yourself those goals to, you know, do X words by X time or, um, to complete X, you know, edit X chapters by X time. By doing those things and achieving them, those really boost motivation. How do you feel when you write? Do you feel a sense of uh, a, a buzz, a, a sense of a surge of adrenaline? Do you feel like there's no better feeling on this planet than sitting down and writing your stories? And sometimes that is how it feels, even for me. And there's probably many of you out there who feel like that yourself. You know, you feel like this is the best feeling ever. But other times you don't. And if you can, I guess, work on that, we call it the arousal theory of motivation. If you can work on linking and having that synaptic neural link between writing and having that, um, that adrenaline surge, that um, deep sense of joy as you do it and and you continue to develop that association um, by repeated effort then you can create that internal motivation that will keep you going there are also physiological things as well we, we spoke about adrenaline um but also just um creating an atmosphere around you so that the stimulus and the, the senses are detecting an environment that is conducive to writing as well that is a big part of motivation. Um, my my office that I'm sitting in just now, um, where I, I usually sit and write, that is um, quite often dark. I, I forget to put on all the lights. I, I forget to put on uh, to to open the blinds. I forget, you know, to to do that. And I like even now thinking about it. I know that I'm far more productive when I'm in a brightly lit room than when I'm in a much darker room. Yeah, I often will come and sit down in the dark and try to write and, you know, um, making those those causal links between the environment and the physiological responses to your motivation with writing is, is something which, you know, I've never really thought about as much before, but now I'll be paying more attention to and perhaps you can to do that too to, to help you in terms of your motivation towards your writing. External motivations, the things which um, drive people to be externally motivated are a bizarre bunch. When I was looking into the research, I was thinking, actually, I recognize that and that and that. And, and perhaps some of you will too. Um, incentives. 
incentivization uh, is an external motivation and it's a big one it's one that um, I use a lot of the time to to incentivize my daughter to do things that maybe she doesn't want to do um, we, we use it all the time in everyday life to incentivize ourselves to to do things that we don't necessarily want to do like if I write this chapter I'll have a bar of chocolate afterwards or if I finish editing these three chapters, then I get to watch the next series of Line of Duty on Netflix or or whatever it is that you incentivize yourself with. Um, it's a powerful motivator, but it's an external one. Fear is a big motivator for, for all you published writers out there and even for those who are unpublished and trying to meet a deadline. For example, a novel competition. You'll understand that that um, motivation that fear can sometimes give you to, to meet that um that deadline and to get the work in and it can be very powerful although not necessarily as enjoyable as some of the internal ones that we talked about there in terms of the arousal theory um power uh, affiliation so if you if you're affiliated with people who um have good write, ha writing habits you're in a writing group that's very productive that motivates you seeing them uh write word after word and getting their word counts going up at an exponential rate that motivates you i know in one of my writing groups um i'm sure she won't mind me saying her name carolyn murphy um her and i started our, our most recent projects roughly the same time i think she was a few days ahead of me and for a long time that was what motivated me was um she'd come in and post in her, her group chat um every day or two what her word count was which was very impressive and it was going up at a, a, a tremendous rate and so i was extremely motivated to continue to to write at the same rate as her. Um, unfortunately, because it's an external motivation, it doesn't always last quite as long as those internal ones. And I got to um, about the midpoint of my book and I started to tail off a bit. Um, and I've not actually progressed too much uh, from there since, um, unfortunately, because I've been using that external motivation. Um, expectancy. If, I know that this plays a, a huge uh, part in, in our, our, our self-perception um, is what do people think of me? What do they expect me to do? Do they expect me to be prolific? Then I'm probably more likely to be like that and be more productive and write more. Again, one of the girls in one of my writing groups, um, Marisa, she uh, she writes books for fun. She, she, she writes so fast. She's written so many. And I think that that expectancy that goes with it now is perhaps one of the external motivations which keeps her going and keeps her uh, producing books at, at the continued phenomenal rate that uh, she, she does even now. So there, there are all these ex external and internal motivating factors that, that, that get us to sit down and write and I guess one thing for, for you to do um, having listened to the, the episode today is to think about what motivates you? Is it one of those internal, primal, intrinsic motivation factors? Things like competence and learning, attitude, uh, achievement, uh, the arousal theory of, of joy or um, happiness that comes with it, or something more physiological to do with your environment or that adrenaline surge when you sit down and write. These are, are, are scientifically proven to be the the best forms of motivation in terms of maintaining a habit and continuing to do it over a long period of time. Internal motivation almost always, over the long term certainly, out trumps 
external motivation. It's a bit like the old uh, Milky Way advert. If if any of you are old enough to remember that, as old enough as old as me, um, the red car and the blue car had a race. All Red wanted to do was stuff his face, and the blue car eventually, even though it was much slower, eventually overtook that red car because the red car was motivated by uh, eating Milky Ways and in, in, instead of actually the race itself. And and that's that's a, a terrible example, really, of of what I was de- describing. But it was, it was the the one that came into my head. Um, and external motivations, as I say, they can still be powerful in the short term. They can get you to do a sprint, you know, like Nano uh, Remo, which um, it happens once a year, although I often see it popping up at various times of the year, as uh, the National Writing Month where you set yourself a target. It's usually nominally set at 50k of writing for the month. Um, a crazy high target, really, to be writing in one month. But it's an external motivator. And it works for a lot of people. And even for those who it doesn't necessarily work with, sometimes they'll write 15k in a month, which is way more than they'd normally do. So even if they're not quite meeting that target, that external motivation has actually worked. It's not sustainable. You can't write 50k every month. You can't even write 15k every month in some occasions. Some of us are a lot slower than that. And so good for the short term, maybe not so good for the longevity of us uh, poor, rejected, struggling writers as we as we try to churn out book after book to to impress some reader at some point uh, down the line. Um, and yes, so, so much their fear, incentive, um, power affiliation, uh, social expectations, um, and so on. All of these things are, are really powerful motivators and useful in the short term. So I guess the the take home from today. Um, is try to find out a bit more about yourself in terms of your motivation. What is it that keeps you going? Try and focus on those internal things. If you can make yourself motivated to write based upon those, then you have a far greater chance of continuing to write and be productive over a longer period of time. And I think that's you know psychologically, physiologically, and in terms of your well-being is, is a much better place to, to be. And I hope that um, our, our discussion today on motivation is something that you found useful and, and it will help you as um, you continue to go down this journey of producing work and being rejected. And then the second part of um, today's podcast, I was wanting to very quickly touch upon motivation, not just in a general sense, but specifically after rejection. Because when you receive a rejection, it is a really, really tough time. And even all these things, these great um, motivational uh, aspects that I've discussed already and all the, the things that you can do to really help yourself continue to, to write, sometimes they can just be absolutely wiped out in one fell swoop by a series of rejections in your work. And it's understandable. And so... What do we do then when when that happens? We have been soundly rejected by all the agents that we we dreamed would love our work and would want to uh, take us on. We've maybe sent our work out to competitions. We have also not received any positive feedback from those and we're feeling just a bit down about our writing. 
and we're thinking, okay, how can how can I possibly motivate myself to get back into this to continue to work after rejection? Now, for me, one of the things that I, I try to do is to pick upon past experience and emotions and moments in time where my writing has been valued and I've received positive feedback and I have had acceptances rather than rejections. And in the recent past, that's, those are fewer for me, which is probably why I'm struggling more now than perhaps I have before. Um, it's a longer time since I had a sort of series of, of positive uh, responses to my work. But if you can reach back into that pool of positivity, however you can, and, and, and dredge out whatever you can to get you back on the horse. It might be um, some comments from your critique partners, from your, um, from maybe, maybe you received one slightly personalized comment from an agent that said, I loved X, Y, or Z about your book. Absolutely grasp that and hold on to it and don't let it go and channel that energy. Use it like the force to power your Jedi abilities to keep writing and to get back into that next project because it's so important that we do that. It is even even when you're published, it is so important that you, you do that, you stick to the, the positive things because I, I know a couple of my friends, you know, I've been feeling a little bit down about their, their their careers recently. They maybe aren't having a book published this year. They're still working a book to be maybe published next year or the year after um, and so on. There's, there's a whole range of reasons why um, your motivation levels can slightly dip. And if you just draw back on those experiences, they can work wonders in terms of getting you back into the zone to, to continue writing now, even after you've had and suffered from many, many rejections as well. So I hope that today's podcast has been helpful for you. There's a lot to relate to. I hope that um, you'll go away and you'll study your own motivations. Feel free to share them with me. You can reply in the, the YouTube video comments. You can uh, send me a DM on Twitter or just, you know, an open message on Twitter as well, just to let me know what you thought about the podcast. Um, I'm always he happy to hear people's thoughts and opinions on, on the stuff that I'm discussing. Um, it's very much new territory for me to discuss just quite as openly the whole rejection journey and in all of the aspects associated with it. But um, it very much interests me to, to research it and to discuss it. And I hope it does for you too. And I'll finish off, of course, by reminding you that although writing can be lonely, and I actually think the more lonely you make your writing, the harder it is to motivate yourself often. I think writing can be lonely, but when you have others around you, it can make all the difference in the world and really help with your motivation. So find others if you can. Join a critique group. Find someone else who you can swap work with. Find even even if it's just, you know, if you don't fancy going out into the Twitter sphere and uh, contacting people and getting in touch with people, find someone in your own life um, who, who enjoys reading and who is likely to help you uh, motivate yourself to get your work out there. I know that, for example, I often send uh, my wife chapters on her Kindle every night when I finish them, and that often motivates me to get maybe get a chapter finished in an evening when I'm feeling a bit tired and want to switch off. So find what works for you, what motivates you, and, and allows you to to get your, yourself through, um, through a writing session if you're finding it hard. And as I say, focus on those internal ones rather than the external ones. So thank you for joining me for uh, episode three of the Rejection Diaries. We focused on motivation this time and 
a reminder that writing can be lonely, but it doesn't need to be. May the force be with all of you for now, forever and always. Take care.